what's happening waste lords so as you can tell i'm trying like a different little angle i don't know if this is going to look good but go try something new once in a while so yeah we'll see how that goes i've only got 10 to 15 minutes on this video so i'm gonna have to be super quick and as you know those of you that know me like i can talk for bloody england so i talk way too much so it's gonna be a little bit challenging but we'll see how we get on so yeah anyway and by the way i spent like bloody 40 minutes this morning i could have done this video way earlier but i went to the cash machine my card didn't work went into the shop and i don't know why i could the fact that my card didn't work at the cash machine should have been a sign you know not to use my card or just to ring my bank went to the uh, to the counter used my card and my card got declined and i don't know about you but for me this is one that's like one of my biggest fears right like not fears but yeah like fears it's fucking embarrassing but thank god because of the whole coronavirus limitations there weren't many people behind me so it was all right so I ended up spending 45 minutes on the phone to Barclays uh, to try and just sort that shit out. These fuckers. Yeah, but anyway, this is what I mean. I could end up spending like an hour on that and spend a whole video on just what happened this morning. So, travel's taking a huge battering at the moment. Uh, it's not a surprise, but it's like, it's just going to get more and more ridiculous. It's like, you, it, travel's taking more of a battering than some of you lot take from me on FIFA. Like... Uh, Ashton, you're probably watching. Like, you know, it's it's getting to that stage. It's becoming really embarrassing, and don't even deny it. But anyway, Ryanair, like Ryanair, their refund policy is becoming disgraceful. They are starting to make enemies at the moment. It's like instead of giving people's money back for this summer, because clearly no flights are gonna go is gonna happen on the Ryanair for another probably. I'm just speculating, but maybe another month, two months. I want to say three, but people are going to say I'm I'm a bit negative. But it's clear to say that some people, even if they were to get um, the opportunity to fly, if everything was going to open again, they're going to choose to st uh, to stay home. But what Ryanair have decided to do is instead of giving people's money back, they've been like, you know, we're going to give you a voucher back. It's like, you know, before me going solo, I worked in recruitment for a while, right? And a couple of companies, the last two companies I worked for, it was one of their dirty tactics to try and stop. Let's say I found someone for a company, I recruited someone in for, for, for a client, and that person didn't quite work out. Let's say it was shit, we just left the job. So what would happen uh, was the company, my client, would have spent, like, I don't know, let's say 10K fee, to, for me to find that candidate for them. In the end, the, the candidate leaves. So the, my client would have spent all that money for nothing, if you get what I mean. And then they would, instead of me giving them a refund, I would give them like a, like a credit note, like a voucher for them to be like, for me to say, don't worry, I'll find you someone else. But what, it, what happens is it stops the client from going elsewhere. It stops the clients from pulling out, from, uh, from me giving them the mon their money back, it forces them to stay with me so that I can find someone else. And anyway, that's what Ryanair started to do with their vouchers. They're not giving anyone their money back. In fact, what they're saying is, you can get your money back, but in 12 months. Don't worry, here's a, a fresh credit note, like a voucher note. You can fly 
uh, wherever you want as long as it's of the same value. And then uh, if that doesn't work out for you in 12 months, in one year, you can have your money back. Obviously that's disgraceful, right? No one's gonna be happy with it. And uh, they're starting to get quite a lot of backlash at the moment, and it's without surprise. So, and it's a bit sad because I fly with Ryanair quite a lot, right? So a lot of their deals are really good if you like traveling around Europe, uh, you know, or EasyJet, but it's, anyway, low budget, I guess. But, uh, and in, in fact, the airline's chief executive, uh, Michael O'Leary, has come up with a, has come out with a statement. Ryanair's repeated attempts to push vouchers on customers who have been clear that they want the refund they are entitled to are completely unacceptable, as in Ryanair are. Uh, it is time for the Civil Aviation Authority to get tough with the many airlines openly flouting the law and those playing fast and loose with the rules. So I agree, but you know, what's the, what's the Civil Authority, uh, uh, civil uh, can't get my words out. What's the Civil Aviation Authority gonna do? The reason why I'm a bit negative, right, was uh, I had an issue with uh, Royal Air Morocco uh, last year. And I had so many issues and I went through them saying, look, I'm, I have an issue with my airline. That, you know, my, my airline was over, I think it was like three and a half hours late. Give me my compensation because here in the UK, in Europe anyway, you're entitled to compensation if your airline is over, I think two hours late or something like that. The Civil Aviation Authority didn't do shit. They didn't do anything. They basically replied to my many emails like a month later saying, don't worry, we're, uh, we're, we're looking into it. And this was back in what, November. We're now about to enter May. They're not, this. I've still not heard from these fuckers. So, is what it is. I, I haven't got much hope anyway for anyone taking action against Ryanair. They're having problems anyway. They probably haven't got the cash. They haven't got the liquidity. So is what it is, unfortunately. But I don't know. We'll see. Um, personally, I hope they get out of this. Shit, how long has it been? It's already been 15 minutes. Oh my God, I'm going to be late for the other podcast. I'm going to speed it up, actually. Fuck Ryanair. Uh, Airbus, another theme again, another uh, point on the travel theme. Airbus reports 400 million losses in its early stages of its gravest crisis ever. Um, again, like I said, travel is going to take a huge battering this year. And I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of airlines are going to go down under. Uh, but yeah, anyway, shares of in Airbus and Boeing have dropped some 60%. 60%. Now, those, some of you guys are really interested in, uh, you know, investing in stocks. Like I said in the previous video, stocks is not my thing. It's way too volatile for me, right? But if you know what you're doing, I guess you can make a lot of money. But maybe airlines, if you, if you, if your pain threshold is quite high and you want to invest in airlines, those that are going to survive, the airlines are going to survive. You know, the only way is up. It can't get any worse. But then you take the risk of investing in some companies that potentially could go down. And right now, at this stage, who's going to go down? You, you don't know, do you? You really don't know. So here's what it is. So Chief Executive Guillaume Fauri said that we saw a solid start to the year, both commercially and industrially. Um, you know, he's trying to sugarcoat here, like, clearly, but, uh, you know, Getting to the point, he goes, we are quickly seeing the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic coming through in numbers. So we are in the midst, midst, 
never say that word, the gravest crisis in the aerospace industry. Uh, anyway, more than 3,000 staff working in the edit sites in North Wales will be furloughed, so it's not it's no surprise. I guess I'm a little bit surprised because it's such a big name, but you know, when you've seen Virgin Atlantic, well, Virgin Australia going into voluntary administration, like nothing surprises me anymore. But yeah, another one, final one now, because I've got to cut it short. Actually, I'm going to give two more. British Airways, they plan to make uh, 12,000 staff redundant. It almost gives like an air of 2009, don't it? When they had to get bailed out by the government and it looks like it could, I think it's going to happen again. It's sad, you know, I hope the government can step in. Well, actually, do I hope? I don't know. Like I said, mixed feelings for me right now when it comes to government bailouts because it's taxpayers' money. They're saving these big, big boys. And the government is not even really going to have a say into how these companies are going to run after this after they get bailed out but should they should they not i don't know i don't know but like i said if i'm paying my taxes and everything and it's going to go into these fuckers you know being bailed out i don't know man i don't know I mean, Lufthansa looked like they got uh, bailed out uh, a few days ago. I think it was, what, 9 billion euros that the German government put into it. So I would not, I would expect, um, uh, you know, the British government to step in and save uh, British Airways. But I guess British Airways pays into the system, don't they? They pay taxes and everything. So unlike Richard Branson. Wanker. Uh, yeah, anyway, final note, and I'm only mentioning this because I was wrong in my last video so far because we don't know what's going to happen. Nothing's official yet, but the drug Remdesivir, I was calling it Resmendivir in the last video. So anyway, they've said, and this is from, uh, you know, Forsey, or I don't I can never know how to pronounce his name, but he goes, the data shows that the drug has a clear-cut and significant and positive effect in diminishing the time to recovery. So it looks like it's clearly having some positive effect. I said, basically, don't if you're going to invest into Gilead, which is the, you know, the maker of that drug. Now, it's a bit early. You know, some people are rushing to, to invest in their stock. You don't know. You, like... You know, people started doing it and the, the value of their stock has started to shoot up. And and then the first trial, well, an element of the first trial failed. And that's why in the last video I said, well, there you go. Like, you don't know shit. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes, do you? So, and already uh, stocks have come down. But anyway, looks like some positive notes that are coming out of this uh, of this first trial. But like I said, this, this first wave is not done yet. I think this they've tested the drug on 1,600 people and they haven't got conclusive results yet. So if you're going to start investing in Gilead, good luck to you. We don't know anything. There's nothing concrete. I know they've you know, started to like uh, help some people re- recover, but nothing's concrete. It's not, a, it's not a, a vaccine, is it? So I guess you're going to have to wait quite a long time. And I think, you know, like they said on the news the other day, if a vaccine is going to be uh, approved, it could be another year, year and a half. I don't know. Who knows? But that's the thing with stock, the stock market. You don't know. It's volatile. So, footnotes. Anyway, I 
I've been on, uh, I've been recording myself for like 20 minutes, so I'm gonna call it short. Also, I've had an idea uh, the other day, right? I'm thinking of doing this series. Anyway, fuck it, I'm gonna tell you later. This is too long uh, and I'm a bit late. But what's happening is I'm on this podcast, this other podcast, I've been invited on the sports podcast. So I might throw some details pretty soon. Uh, but yeah, anyway, peace out. Add, add me on the social media, Stebra Gas, and then we'll take it from there. Peace.